Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back, BetMGM Tonight. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser, Nick Ashu also with us, but he got called into duty. He's on assignment right now. We, we hope to see him uh, before the end of the show. We'll just, we'll just say that. Uh, so, Peach, it's been a uh, crazy week, man. It really has. I'm so excited, obviously, for Championship Sunday. Yep. We got coaching changes. We got coaching hires. A couple of them I'm really excited about, including this one that we're about to talk to. And uh, we welcome on now from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the beat reporter for the Atlanta Falcons, D. Orlando Ledbetter. How you doing, man? How are things? Oh, I'm doing great, Ryan and PJ. Thanks for having me on BetQL. All right, so let's obviously start with the new hire, Raheem Morris, and he gets endorsement from Les Snead. Uh, I'm going to give you a little uh, shout-out here on the new podcast. I checked it out on the drive-in. Good stuff. I love this hire, man. I know, like, people were talking Bill Belichick. I just I don't think that this was the uh, team for Bill Belichick. I was really excited about Atlanta coming into the season. They spent a bunch of money on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think they're just a quarterback away from being a playoff team, maybe a real contender. Let's start with the hire. What do you think about Raheem Morris, now the new head coach in Atlanta? Yeah, I think it's a good uh, move for the Falcons to get someone with head coaching experience who's uh, been at it for a while and, uh, uh, you know, comes from uh, both sides of the ball. He's been under some of the, the league's greatest offensive coordinators in Sean McVay and uh, spend time with the Shanahan's, both Mike and Kyle, and coached on the offensive side here with Dan Quinn and the defensive side. So he's got all the bases covered, comes in with a plan, not somebody that's trying to go into their first job and hope they think they know what they're doing. I know that they were interviewing, you know, a bunch of de- uh, defensive guys, Belichick and Vrabel, and now obviously they go with Morris, but were you – were you surprised that they didn't hire an offensive coach with all that talent? Because their defense was much improved last year. We know the quarterback position is what's holding Atlanta back. Were you surprised that they didn't hire an offensive head coach? No, uh, because they had one, and you know, with in Arthur Smith. So I didn't think they, yeah. you know, keep going down that path. So they were wanting change for a reason, uh, and, and so I didn't think they would go offense. Although they did talk to some of the great offensive minds that are out there in this cycle, uh, Brian Callahan and uh, Bobby Slowick and a great job he did with C.J. Stroud down there. So, no, that wasn't a surprise. It was pretty much Bill Check or Bust, uh, but they thought they could talk him into a collaborative situation. He clearly wasn't uh, amenable to that, and so they went with their second candidate, which was Raheem Morris right from the outset. Listening to BetMGM tonight, we're talking right now with D. Orlando Ledbetter. All right, so um... – I don't know. I, I know you've been covering the team for a while. I know that you know all the higher-ups, all the management. I want to I try to do you guys a favor. You're sitting there right now, round one, pick number eight. You need a quarterback, and I know there's a lot of talk about Justin Fields, and I love Justin Fields, but I think you got to talk to some people, and you got to move up for Jaden Daniels. I love Jaden Daniels. I think he would be the perfect fit in this offense, but what do you think that Atlanta should do? They're sitting there at eight. Do you think they should move up, or do you think maybe you move a second, third-round pick for a veteran, you know, like Justin Fields to come in and run this offense? What do you think they should do with that position? Yeah, yeah, my my deal would be to go get Jaden, no question about it. Yeah. That's the most electric one that uh, uh, that's out there that fits in the, to their scheme. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins would make sense too, but I don't know, You got that's just a short-term fix. 
But the problem with Jaden Daniels is that, you know, up at the, up at the top of the draft is, uh, you know, what, Chicago, Washington, New England. <laughs> they all need quarterbacks. They're not trading out of there. So um, that's going to be hard. And then at eight, there, you know, I, I don't think you, I don't think you can take Penix at eight. I don't think JJ McCarthy goes at eight. So then you're in the same boat. You're looking for uh, gold in the second and third round. And uh, you know, we've seen that that hasn't been a good thing in the last few years. When you look at, you know, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, uh, you know, so forth and so on. Who do you think is going to be the team to beat in this division next season? Obviously, Tampa made the the playoffs. They won a game. They made it to the divisional round. But, D, I got to be honest, I think Atlanta might be the most talented team in that division. So, do you think Tampa is going to be the team to beat just because they won the division and made the postseason? Or do you think it might be Atlanta or New Orleans? Yeah, I think it's Tampa because they got clearly the best coach in Todd Bowles who's winning, uh, you know, uh, with his defense down there. Now he's got some issues. He's got to get Mike Evans signed. Got to get Baker signed. Got to do something with Devin White. You've seen him kind of replacing him along the way in the playoffs this year. So, you know, they, they've, uh, you know, won it the last two years and uh, had a good show in there in the playoffs. Looked like uh, he's got something going down there. Uh, the Falcons, you're a little bit higher on the talent than me. Uh, uh, you know, they spent a lot of money on defense, but they still don't have a pass rush. You know, 42 sacks was good. They doubled it. Uh, then they lost the defensive coordinator there. Uh, you know, they got to get Grady Jarrett back, get some help on the edge. Uh, got to do the corners again. A.J. Terrell's coming up. So, yeah, they got to tighten that up. But the offensive line can't pass block. So, um, you know, they could run the ball, but they can't throw it. So, Raheem's got to come in here with a plan for his passing attack and for his pass blocking plan to, uh, for this team to take off. So, it's uh, you know, there, there's still some deficiencies on that roster. Yeah, but on the offensive side of the ball, how do you feel about, I mean, we know Drake London's good, obviously. We th- we think Kyle Pitts is a pretty damn good player. He just needs a quarterback. Would you would you agree with that? Because I know he's probably going to be a popular option in, like, fantasy football and stuff again next season if they get a Jaden Daniels or even a Justin Fields, if they upgrade a quarterback. Um, do you see it with Kyle Pitts where he could be one of the elite tight ends, like a George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, or do you think he's just a good player? Yeah, no, I saw his first his first year with Matt Ryan with a real quarterback. You know, he showed out. They ran, uh, you know, some good stuff. He uh, almost had a thousand yards. Almost broke the old record. But the last couple of years, he seemed to get down with the, uh, you know, quarterbacks who were very accurate and couldn't get him the ball. Uh, you know, we started to see, you know, some some lagging in his routes. Some, you know, uh, uh, you know, some just bad play on, on his part. And probably, you know, his little down that they can't get him the ball. So maybe Raheem will press him and try to rejuvenate him and get him going, uh, you know, because he's going into the fourth year and they got to make a money decision on the fifth year at that point. And I wouldn't rule out, you know, him maybe being part of a package to Chicago. So, uh, you know, he's a, um, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. What do you think is going to happen with B. John Robinson? Because I think a lot of people were waiting for Atlanta to kind of take a pro- the approach that Detroit did with Jameer Gibbs, where you kind of ease him in, and then towards the end of the season, you really let Bijan kind of be that feature back, and then Algier is kind of the complimentary. And Atlanta did that at certain points, but obviously the red zone, you know, that was a big topic of discussion for the Falcons this season. So next year, would you expect a much higher workload for Bijan? 
Yeah, no doubt, because I looked at all those uh, uh, blacks they were comparing him to, uh, you know, Barry Sanders, Tomlinson, uh, Marshall Falk, Saquon Barkley, and they all had over 300 touches in their rookie year. The Falcons um, uh, only had 274 with Bijan, so they could have they could have hit the gas pedal a little bit more on that. Uh, you know, they, they kept him in that 10 to 15, and then that 15 to 20 touches a game uh, uh, area. So I would believe they can push him up to 20 to 25 and maybe get a little bit more from the dynamic running back. Before we let you go, we got to ask you about the games this weekend. We need a prediction. Who do you like in the NFC Championship game between San Francisco and Detroit? And then who do you got in the AFC, Mahomes or Lamar? Yeah, I'm going with um, San Francisco and NFC. I just like that defense, and they got the best boom box in the league when they walk out on the field. That's awesome. And uh, Baltimore, I'm going with the Ravens over there. It's hard to go against Mahomes, but Lamar's locked in and uh, want to do more than uh, win the MVP award. So I'm looking at a Baltimore 49ers game. That'd be a bad rematch because uh, Baltimore took it to him in the regular season. Man, I just, you know what I really wanted to see? No offense, Peach. I really wanted to see Atlanta make a phone call for Lamar Jackson with all those weapons. But it worked out for <laughs> Lamar, and hopefully it works out for you guys. Thanks so much for giving us some time on a Friday night. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk again here soon. Dio Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution does great work. Check out his podcast as well. Check him out on Twitter or X, Orlando AJC. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, D. All right. Thanks, Brian and PJ. Thanks for having me. Really good stuff right there. I'm yeah, uh, probably going to buy into Atlanta again next year, guys. And I completely agree with what he said, though. I mean, they're not going to get a Ben Johnson. They weren't going to get Bobby Slowick. No. I actually, I really like this hire, Raheem Morris, over Bill Belichick, over crabby-ass Bill. I would love Bill in Buffalo. I think that's what the Bills should do today, yesterday, actually. They should have fired Sean McDermott, that doofus, because they need to make a change. Right. They need to find any team. I mean, Stephon Diggs is gone. But they need some new weapons, obviously, for Josh Allen. Like, I, I went back and watched that game three times, and I just felt bad for Josh Allen. They completely dominated on the ground in the first half. They didn't have any weapons, man. Stephon Diggs is either a shell of himself, and I wouldn't want to touch him if I'm another organization, or he quiet quit in that game. I never say guys quit, but, like, man, he was bad. Do you think the Bills would ever have entertained Belichick, though? Like I get they the should. I get the and angle of sticking great. it to New England, oh, yeah. right? Like that would have been crazy. That would have been interesting to, too to see the fan reaction. See, I think Belichick would be perfect in Philly because they have so much talent on offense. And man, was that that defense was such a disaster at the end of the year. But they got talent, as we know, especially in the front seven. You bring Belichick in there to get those guys. That's a team that's ready to win now. I think Belichick in Philly would have made a lot of sense. I agree with you though that I, I like Atlanta going younger. I just think they got the wrong defensive coordinator. I, I think they should have gone after Mike McDonald from Baltimore. And who yeah, knows okay. maybe if they did and he didn't want it. But uh, I think Seattle would be a team to watch for Mike Mack. I think Ben Johnson's going to Washington. Yep. I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. Um, Seattle's the wild card to me. Like, that's a smart organization that knows what they're doing. Do they go Vrabel? Do they, they go should. Mike McDonald? Do they go Slowick? Do they go somebody kind of off the radar? Like, I think Vrabel and McDonald will be home run hires. Um, I don't know, man. And, Ryan, I got to tell you, Mike Vrabel to Ohio State, the more and more kind of is just making more sense to me. If Vrabel wants the college game, yeah. Saban's gone. Harbaugh's gone. Washington's not going to be nearly as good in the Big Ten anymore. Ryan Day's on the hot seat. 
Ohio State's roster this year is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, they brought the over Quinshawn Junkins. They brought over Julian Sayan. They brought yeah. over Caleb Downs. Ohio State might have the most talented team in the country outside of Georgia. Like, they have no excuses, especially with Harbaugh gone. Yeah. And with all the dudes that are going to leave Michigan, it's going to be them in Oregon, head and shoulders above everybody else. Penn State, I still can't get there until, you know, they show us they can win a big game. Yeah. But, man, if Ryan Day doesn't get it done this year, I mean, do you think Vrabel would entertain it? Going back to his alma mater, does he strike you as a guy that would be willing to do college? I don't know, man. Just because you got to work year-round like we talked about last week. You know what I mean? Like, with – with college, especially now with the transfer portal and with recruiting, where in the NFL you get a couple months away at least. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I think Seattle, that's the perfect job for Frable because that's a team that's ready to win right now, even if you don't believe in Geno Smith and he's not the quarterback. I mean, look at the defense. You draft Devin Witherspoon last year. I think you could bounce back with that defense. I don't know they didn't perform as well this year as we expected. And offensively, you still got a bunch of weapons. So I think Seattle would make perfect sense. I'd rather have him than any of the other uh, candidates, except mm. for I, I'm with you on Mike McDonald. I think he could be pretty good. Love him as a coordinator. But really quick, yeah, I mean, Ohio State, I I would love that hire. Um, but I, I think they're going to be really good this year. And Ryan Day probably keeps his job because of it. I mean, last yeah. year, imagine if they had C.J. Stroud or even the Justin Fields years, with that, that offense with that defense. Jim Knowles did a great job year, too. He did. And then with Orlando, I know we're all over the place, but there's a lot to get to here. <laughs> with Orlando, like, or uh, not Orla- not with Orlando. What, what we were talking about with Orlando Ledbetter, D. Orlando Ledbetter, with Atlanta, uh, I like the Raheem Morris hire because I think that team wins the division, wins 10-11 games by becoming a defensive team. Because they be, they're, they're going to be a team that's going to look to run the football and then hit you with play action, with pits. And with Drake London, have, yes. have you guys heard what uh, Mike Tomlin has said in a press con or a press conference in a podcast with uh, talking about Raheem Morris? So I was nah. going to play it if you want to hear. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And I know some of the guys being denied are in the top 32. Huh? Raheem Morris is the best coach I know and ever been around that don't have a head job. And I don't have a problem saying it. I've never had a problem saying it. I've been saying it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's high praise, man. I love Ryan, too, when he posed Jaden Daniels to Atlanta because the end of our interview with D. Orlando Ledbetter, you said, man, I would have liked Atlanta to make an offer to Lamar Jackson. Well, now you have a chance to go get a guy like that with Jaden Daniels, right? Exactly. Could you imagine that offense in, like, the pistol or the the, uh, zone read formation with Jaden Daniels and Bijan and Algier and then Pitts is your tight end? You have a number one in Drake London. Yeah. Like, Atlanta would be scary, man. And, and that's the thing, dude. I love Justin Fields, and he's only 24 years old, but you haven't really been able to evaluate him. I mean, you have, but, like, behind a terrible offensive line. This year they had some weapons. They had DJ Moore. But you have to also pay him. If you draft Jaden Daniels, I mean, even if you have to move up in the top five for him, you're not paying as much as you have to pay for Justin Fields. And they just spent, I believe it was the fourth most amount of dollars um, on the defensive side of the ball last year. That's why I love this Raheem Morris hire, man. And, you know, he's like a player's coach. He's a fiery young dude. Whereas if you bring in Bill, like, dude, um, I think uh, Miami is like a perfect example. I love Vic Fangio, but the players didn't. And I think that's what happened with Bill in New England. Even yeah. like Brady was sick of his stuff. Um, I, was, I keep forgetting Nick's not here right now. Nick may be back. PJ and Ryan, we will be back. It's BetMGM tonight. We're going to preview some football. That's what we're doing. We got one more football Friday before we're talking Pro Bowl next weekend, Luke, baby. All right, BetMGM tonight. We're back soon. 
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.